In the ninth year of Hosea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria. He deported the Israelites to Assyria and settled them in Hala, along the Haber, Gozen's river, and in the cities of the Medes. This disaster happened because the people of Israel sinned against the Lord their God, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and because they worshipped other gods. They lived according to the customs of the nations that the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites and according to what the kings of Israel did. The Israelites secretly did things against the Lord their God that were not right. They built high places in all their towns from watchtower to fortified city. They set up for themselves sacred pillars and asherah poles on every high hill and under every green tree. They burned incense there on all the high places, just like the nations that the people had driven out before them had done. They did evil things, angering the Lord. They served idols, although the Lord had told them, you must not do this. Still the Lord warned Israel and Judah through every prophet and every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways and keep my commands and statutes according to the whole law. I commanded your ancestors and sent to you through my servants and prophets. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been together going through First uh, and Second Kings, and now I'm into First Chronicles, actually. Uh, but I was thinking about this text from 2 Kings chapter 17. It's the fall of Samaria. It's the fall of the northern tribes. And I, and I believe we talked about this a little bit. We might have. I can't remember. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, but I, find, I, I was reminded of this because I was reading in 1 Chronicles this morning. And the first few chapters of 1 Chronicles are kind of chapters that you tend to just want to skim through rather quickly because it's mostly all genealogy. So for most of us, it would mean absolutely nothing. But in chapter 9 of 1 Chronicles, it says, All Israel was registered in the genealogies that are written in the book of the kings of Israel, but Judah was exiled to Babylon because of their unfaithfulness. The first to live in their towns on their own property again were Israelites, priests, Levites, and temple servants. And I was thinking about this because when uh, the the Jews return from Babylon, they they return after uh, after Darius and Cyrus, basically the Medes and the Persians, come and take over Babylon. And then for some reason, there's this this desire on the part of the Medes and the Persians to be uh, merciful to the nations that were conquered by Babylon. And historians will talk about how with Cyrus, for instance, uh, he was instrumental in making sure that the Jews were able to go back to Israel, uh, to Jerusalem, and rebuild the temple. Darius uh, was uh, very kind uh, of the Medes and Persians who took over Babylon. He was very kind to the the Jews as well um, when he when he took over. But I was thinking about this because of the fact that the first ones called on to return to the promised land after exile were priests and Levites and temple servants with the goal of rebuilding the temple. And we hear about that in Ezra, this desire to go back and rebuild the temple. We'll get to that at some point. 
But it made me think about the reason why. Why was, was this the case? And I couldn't help but thinking that from verse 6 of 2 Kings 17, where it says that the king of Assyria captured Samaria, that was the, the, the home base of the northern kingdoms, the, the ten kingdoms of Israel, They're the ten tribes of Israel, the northern kingdom. They capture, he captures Samaria, and then he deports the Israelites to Assyria and settled them in Hala, along the Haber, and in the cities of the Medes. I, I can't help but thinking that God working through exile, using exile, punishment, was actually an electing work on the part of God to bring the Medes into contact with the Jewish people, into contact with people who had some sort of sense of an understanding of this Jewish God, this God that was worshipped in a temple in Jerusalem, so that when the Medes and the Persians take over Babylon, God does this for a purpose. In part, it says that he, he's going to take out his vengeance upon Babylon for their atrocities against the people of Judah and Israel, for that matter, but also because God brought in a people, a kingdom, who was already, already having their hearts turned towards this God of Jerusalem in whatever way that looked, that they would be sympathetic towards the Jewish people who were there in Babylon sympathetic towards the need of rebuilding the temple because this would not have been a foreign religion to them. This would not have been a foreign god to them because they had interaction in the cities of the Medes. They had an interaction with the people of Israel. And I read that, it makes me think the amazing work of God. How it is that we look at tragedies, we look at our sufferings, and we think that God is angry with us, God is vindictive, vengeful, forgetful, uh, wanting to see us burn, basically. And instead, there's always this core piece of God that turns towards mercy. Even in his discipline, mercy is the goal. Compassion, long-suffering, suffering with us is the goal. We, we find that here in our reading today because he says that they did all these things that they shouldn't have done. They, they worshiped God in a way that he had not asked them to worship him. For instance, number one, on every high hill, under every green tree, they turned to idols, they turned to Asherah poles, they turned to fertility gods and goddesses, they turned to all these things and yet it never stopped him, it says, from sending his prophets and his seers to speak to them. Eventually it says that the Lord warned Israel and Judah through every prophet and every seer, saying, Turn from your evil ways, keep my commands and statutes according to the whole law I commanded your ancestors and sent to you through my servants, the prophets. That God never relented in sending a preacher to call people back. We always want to see preachers as annoying 
pesky little turn or burn type people, but no. The role of the preacher, my role, for instance, is to call you back to God's mercy through God's mercy. That even when you are found in your sin, God's mercy still remains. That his mercy is more. More than our sin. More than our inability to worship. More than our inability to trust. More than our lack of faith. And so as we read these stories of the Israelites, we can't sit here and think this was anachronistic, that this was just part and partial to a certain time. No, God acted through the, the kingdom of Assyria to punish Israel and Samaria. But then he uses in that punishment this opportunity to create the pathway for the return of God's people after their exile, that he might bring them from all four corners of the world to be his people and he might be their God. Let us pray. O God, everlasting Father, whose kingdom comes of itself, we pray that it may come also unto us. To this end, give us your Holy Spirit so that by his grace we may believe your holy word and live godly lives here on earth and in heaven forever. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you uh, tomorrow with our song.